Welcome to Center Stage with international opera star Pamela Kuhn. And now, here is your host, Pamela Kuhn. Good morning, everyone, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. You know, when I think of famous duos, a few things come to my mind. Let's see, like uh, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, Tom and Jerry, Peanut Butter and Jelly, and, of course, Han Solo and Chewbacca. I just had to get that Star Wars reference in. But what about musical duos? And I'm not just talking about Lennon and McCartney. There are many classical pairings, such as Katya and Maria Lebec, Joshua Bell and Jeremy Dink, and now Anderson and Rowe, duo pianists and entertainers extraordinaire. Two pianists who have come together on a specific and powerful mission to make classical music a relevant and powerful source in this society. Anderson and Rowe have achieved this with an excitement both musically and visually. With brilliant technical execution and passionate playing, they thrill their audiences. But their imaginations entice us to run wild in thought with their brilliantly conceived visual choreography, settings, and costuming. This is what music is about in the 21st century, folks. But Anderson and Rowe don't stop there. They have become the darlings of the music video and film world, with art house quality short films of their performances as concept art. Their self-produced music videos are Emmy-nominated and have been viewed by millions on YouTube and international film festivals. I feel there is a cheeky sense of humor that punctuates everything they do as if their joy in music-making is extended onto film in a stream of consciousness that allows all of us to say, yeah, that's exactly what I mentioned in that piece. Whether it is Daft Punk, Lose Yourself to Dance, or Stravinsky's The Rite of Spring, they have performed with international music festivals and with major orchestras throughout the United States, Europe, and the Far East. They have garnered the attention of MTV, NPR, the BBC, and the Huffington Post. But even more interesting to me, they have been invited to present at international leadership symposiums, including the Imagine Solutions Conference and Chicago Ideas Week. And with five albums released, you can hear the magic yourself. There is a fire that burns in the soul of Anderson and Rowe, and I am thrilled to introduce them to you today as my guests on Center Stage. Good morning, Greg and Liz. Welcome. Thank you for being with us. Wow, what a glorious introduction. introduction. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Well, you know, it's it's easy because you guys are so incredible. I mean, you know, here you are pursuing solo piano careers at the Juilliard School. You met, you lived on on the same floor in your dorm, I gather. It was kind of serendipitous that you met. Indeed, yes. We were, uh, we actually met before classes officially began at Juilliard, and it was almost fated that we would become friends immediately from the outset. <laughs> and um, what's typical at, you know, in such an intensive insular environment is that if you're good friends, um, you have the inclination to want to try to play together. Mm-hmm. And in our case, there was this instant chemistry the first time that we sight read a piece of music. It was as if we had this musical alchemy that was um, just there innately. And it grew into this duo um, just organically. Neither of us had any duo aspirations at all. And it speaks to, um, 
think it's the, the special nature of our, our chemistry and our partnership and also our vision. Um, you mentioned mm-hmm. that our, our hope is to make classical music powerful and relevant in society, and we had shared that um, between the two of us, and so it has turned out into this 15-year career, um, which continues to, to evolve and grow. Oh, well, you both are fabulous. And I'm sure when you were at Juilliard discovering yourselves and, and your new duo um, idea, that in true Anderson Rowe style, you came together in a kind of playful aspect. I, I just have this idea about you two, that it would have been like that. <laughs> we love to explore and discover the repertoire, um, new ways to present music, um, and, and that, that shared curiosity definitely mm-hmm. makes for uh, a lot of mischief-making and, and fun <laughs> to be had. And, and we think a lot of it just stems from the music. People so often think of classical music as something that's very serious. And oftentimes it is, uh, mm-hmm. but also oftentimes it's not. Uh, it, it is fun. And, and, we, and, and when it's fun, we really want to tap into that. Mm-hmm. And, and if it is you know, just really depressing music, we want to knock our audiences over the head um, with the depression of the music, we want we want these full, um, visceral, emotional reactions to music, both from ourselves as performers, but also from our audience members. So uh, it's it's always really wonderful when we can play a concert and hear from audience members how uh, how much fun they had, uh, but also how how much they were affected by. Um, just the breadth of the music and the variety of the music. Well, and that's true to the point. Here is Art Saginaw saying, Oh my God, people, flying hands around each other, across each other, next to each other, flamboyant, humorous, Anderson and Rose hands pounding the keyboard. The audience cheered like it was at a football game. I love that quote. Because that really does, that really does sum up the excitement that you guys really incite. We and, hope so. I mean, this music is... Um, full of the the rawness and the profundity of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And um, there is also something so unique about the interplay of two people at a single keyboard or at two pianos. It's a very intimate form of chamber music, perhaps the most, yes. um, in the sense that we're literally physically making contact. And um, so we hope to celebrate that and, and represent it through... Um, the music that we play, not only in the variety and the stylistic diversity, but also in the actual choreography, because we make so many of our own arrangements, and the choreography is not there merely as um, something acrobatic and um, entertaining, but also to um, showcase the spirit of the music. And you do. And why don't we have a listen right now while we have a chance? You have a fantastic rendition of Astor Piazzolla's, one of his tangos. And the way you choreograph the movements of your hands together in a dance style is incredible. But the sensuality that is played out, and I tell you folks, you have to go to andersonrow.com just to see these videos, to believe this. Um, Can you set this piece up for us a little bit, and then we're going to have a listen. Sure. This is a piece we're going to perform in Buffalo, New York, on Friday, and then in Greenwich, Connecticut on That's Saturday, right. and all the ticket information can be found on our website at AndersonRoad.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to play three tangos at both of those concerts. Uh, but this particular tango really showcases, uh, in when you see it visually, uh, the choreography of tango dancing. We were inspired by literal dance moves um, mm-hmm. uh, with our hands 
uh, excuse me, that we've translated those dance moves from the feet to our hands uh, in performing this particular work. Um, but we're also inspired by the forbidden nature of the tango. So we're trying to do things that one might not expect from mm-hmm. a pair of pianists <laughs> and inspired by the danger of the tango, both the emotional danger and the physical danger. Uh, and trying to translate that all into the, into the chemistry and spirit of this particular arrangement of Astro Piazzolla's Lieber Tango. The Lieber Tango. Let's hear it now before we see them this Saturday at the Cole Auditorium in Greenwich. Here you are, folks. Hi there, this is Pamela Kuhn. I'm on center stage, and we are talking to Anderson and Rowe, the sublime duo pianists who are going to be appearing at the Cole Auditorium at Greenwich Library this Saturday at 7.30. And I'm telling you, you better hurry to get your tickets because you're going to see quite an extraordinary show. Listen, Greg, um, you're really icons now at, at the Juilliard School, aren't you? I mean, you, you gave there the world premiere of your composition of four fantasies on themes from Star Wars. <laughs> we did. Uh, we, it was during the Juilliard Centennial, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they had a concert celebrating movie music, and we were asked to create those fantasies for that a particular concert, and it was all done very hurriedly, um, but somehow the pressure and the excitement of the event really mm-hmm. got our creative juices flowing, <laughs> and, and we are very proud of what we managed to come up with. Um, and it was a lot of fun to be able to premiere that there now at Sully Hall. So let's, let's talk now about your own arrangements, Greg and Liz. I mean, you're both the arrangers in this case? Yes. Um, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, And I love the generous nature with which you are selling your arrangements online. Yes, many of our scores are available for sale. We publish some of ourselves and some through Alfred Music Publishing. And Mm -hmm. um, they're all there on the website. Uh, We'd like to see young students performing these works. Good for you. Um, And and it's fun when they get excited by them and um, it, it gets them practicing. We have some teachers actually come complain to us because the, some of the arrangements are particularly difficult that their students so desperately want to play them. Um, and, and we might be challenging them a little too too much. Uh, um, but but that sort of enthusiasm and excite, uh, excitement really makes us happy. That's what you're all about, isn't it? And education and communication, which I adore in this world of music, especially now. Liz, I saw on one of your interviews that you said you were really uniquely influenced by the Beatles at one point in your That's life. Right. Um, yes. How did that shade your whole musical uh, life? Oh, I mean, I, I believe it. My obsession, I would say, with the Beatles sort of created a musical bedrock um, in terms of my aesthetic and even just in the awareness of um, creative possibility. When I was a young kid, I discovered all the Beatles albums, and my younger sister and I would sing along to them in the car um, to our on the way to our piano lessons. And <laughs> I think what was um, what has remained to this day, because I still you know constantly listen to the Beatles, is mm-hmm. how much they've reinvented and reimagined their sound and mm-hmm. their style, right. and how they've. Um, change the face of, of music. You know, it's it's not merely considered rock and roll, but it's just, um, you know, some of the most timeless, epic, um, you know, songs ever created. And there is also something so powerful about that connection that John Lennon and Paul McCartney had mm-hmm. as um, creative partners. And, you know, obviously I, I wouldn't necessarily put Greg and me in that same category, but in a sense we play off of each other's strengths. And um, I, I like to feel that our partnership is like a tennis match, you know, that we're Mm -hmm. just constantly bouncing ideas off of each other and um, pushing each other to be better and to um, be more daring and um, to also just stay authentic to um, what we believe in as musicians and as human beings. And Mm so I I would say that in that sense, the Beatles, and also their visual aesthetic too, they were kind of precursors to the music video, music film with, you know, their incredible um, movies and, and, we also kind of approach music videos um, as as these little art art pieces that can help enhance the music listening experience. Oh, there's there's no question about this. You've even got actor director Stephen Tobolowsky ta- say saying of your Rite of Spring performance that you turn the Rite of Spring back into theater, and you could reach out and touch it. One of the most exciting performances I've ever seen. This is really high praise. Um, and what I love about you two is that you have such a big cool factor. I mean, you're doing daft punk. I've got to tell yeah. you right now, my favorite video of yours is Lose Yourself to Dance. Here you are, yeah. sit in a roller skating rink, two pianos, you two dancing, and then actually roller <laughs> skating with editing that only a musician could achieve in a film. And Liz, did I notice the number eight on the back of your skates? I think I did. It's kind of cool. Eight is such a good number. So, um, and, 
I've got to tell you, and you're Billie Jean, Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. So, you know, here we've got the the world of pop, your love of the Beatles, yeah? And, cl- of yeah. course, classical, and your amazing, huge techniques, both of you on the piano. Um, shall we listen to a little bit of Michael Jackson's Billie Jean? Arranged sure. by Anderson and Rowe, folks. Here we in, go. In- Greg and Liz, Anderson and Rowe, duo pianist. Wow. Greg, do you want to add something to that? Uh, sure. I mean, that, that was our, our arrangement of Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, or our cover of it. Per se. And the, the, we were very inspired by uh, the, the sinister nature of Michael Jackson's music video uh, mm-hmm. and, the, and the lyrics, as well as uh, Michael Jackson's iconic use of rhythm when created that arrangement. Mm-hmm. So we tried to bring those to the foreground, those attributes to the foreground, um, because we knew that it would be impossible for us to, to really capture the, the, the dance beat or his, his, um, you know, his inimitable performance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, had to, we had to turn it into something almost new, almost distorted and deconstructed, uh, and that's, that's what we came up with. Wow. That's saying it so well. So do you guys just look at a piece and you get down to the bare bones of how it just strikes you in the core? Is that how this, how this ha- happens? Typically when we create an arrangement, we start by asking ourselves, how, how is this necessary? How, how would an arrangement um, feel essential or useful? Or, or how could we make a statement with mm-hmm. it? Because we never want to just directly replicate a piece of music because... If that's all we're going to do, you may as well listen to the original version. Um, we want to create something that feels fresh and new and makes people think differently, perhaps about the original work. Mm-hmm. And so 
often we ask ourselves what what is what is the original attributes or the spirit that we want to bring to the foreground. Um, and so, actually, so that was Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. We're going to perform on Saturday Brilliant. in Greenwich a brand new arrangement. It's not even an arrangement, it's a composition, actually, that we've created. It's uh, eight variations on Hallelujah, on Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Oh, brilliant. Um, and it, you tackled that piece very, very, very differently than the Billie Jean you just heard there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were um, inspired by the piano duet writing of Schubert uh, and the transcendental piano writing of Beethoven uh, in crafting these variation. Wow. Um, so it's almost classical in its approach. Um, we're also inspired by the lyrics of the song Hallelujah, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very different than what you just heard. It's, but it's, we're, we're really excited by it, and we're excited to be able to share it uh, here on the East Coast for the first time. Wow, how exciting. That's going to speak to a lot of people here. I love yeah. that choice. I love the subtlety of how you weave in these ideas, Greg and, and Liz. This is It's really very exciting, and I, I get the impression that you really just like to let everything to you that um, about music just come alive, that it, that it tends to breathe and sing itself. Yeah, and that actually, it, it bleeds into, like, our rehearsal process and even our performance approach, mm-hmm. that nothing is rigid. Um, we always just want to honor the spontaneity of the moment. So even though there's a lot of thought and planning and meticulous work that goes into um, the arrangements or the, the um, performances, um, ultimately it's all about um, letting the moment determine um, what comes out. And so Greg and I always aim to listen deeply to each other and to be very present and to embrace the moment and the beauty of um, the audience coming to, to hear this music and, um, and just how wonderful and joyful it is to be able to share music when and there how. is mm-hmm. so much pain in, in the universe. And right, hopefully. Right. We can bring some beauty. And I can see there's such strength between you two. It's rather extraordinary. I have to ask this. Is there a dominant person in this relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to admit? <laughs> I, I would liken it to a sort of yin and yang balance. I think both of us um, like to think of ourselves as equal partners, but that in various activities or um, at various moments, you know, one person might take the lead, but it's ever shifting and evolving. Wow. Okay. That was a safe and answer. We both have, <laughs> well, we both have such different strengths, and that we think it's one mm-hmm. of our advantages because we're we're not um, we're, we're just bringing different different things to the, to the relationship. We're not uh, like sometimes when you see um, sisters or brothers, your know, family members perform. They they they're so homogenous, and that's actually really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we like that we we kind of can aggravate one another mid-performance <laughs> with push and pull and, and surprise and delight. Oh, uh, and we get that, especially in the music videos. And there is such an excitement of energy between you two. I love it. Now, let's talk about these self-produced music, music videos for a minute. You guys are incredible what you're doing. I mean, and Greg, yeah. I gather that you're the dominant force here, that you have a vision, or again, is this oh, kind the of... The vision is live in me. That, mm-hmm. that I'm not going to take full credit for by any means. Mm-hmm. I do the editing. So okay. uh, in the end, after we've filmed a tremendous amount of footage, I am the one who distills it on uh, in the end and, and color grades. And, uh, 
um, makes it look, it makes it makes the editing pop. But from the beginning, the two of us are the you know the concepts come from both of us. Often while we're traveling on our tours, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be delirious on a flight and brainstorming ideas, Isn't and writing cool? them down. <laughs> uh, and then during the filming process, we're both directing. We're both um, kind of alternating ideas. And um, getting behind a camera, often if you see just my hands, that means Liz was there filming my hands. Mm-hmm. If you see just Liz's hands or just Liz in the shot, chances are that I was filming those shots. Wow. Wow. And who, who are you working with any film companies right now? Who's your videogra- videographer? We are the film company. And that is it. I love this. This is such a collective. Wait a minute. I think that Steven Spielberg is going to be knocking on down you, you know, your alley soon. Um, I'd be very excited for that. I'm, I'm sure. And if John Williams got involved, it would be even better. Um, <laughs> so if I have to ask both of you, this is a typical question I ask on Center Stage. If there's one word that sums you up, what would it be? Greg? Uh, I'll go with danger. I love it. I love it. Here's this boy who looks like the pride of the Vikings from Sweden, (laughs) and he's going with danger. I love it. Liz? Um, Do you mean like our duo? No, you. Or, or, oh, me as a person. Yeah. Um, I would say indescribable because that's the word that Greg uses for me. (laughs) (laughs) And he he knows me very well. Well, and you are the Will and Grace of of the piano community, as I've heard. There's the most adorable, if you go online, folks, to see them do the theme from Will and Grace, and and they use all this (laughs) percussion on the piano. It's absolutely adorable. I mean, I I can see your... We were were literally called Will and Grace at Juilliard. I love it. I think that is just... Precious. Well, is there anything else we should be watching out for this fantastic concert this Saturday at seven thirty at the Cole Auditorium in Greenwich? Anything I mean, else we're special? We're excited that it's it's a one piano program, and so we're showcasing all the different ways that not uh-huh. only two pianists can interact, but that two people can interact. So there's romance, there is some combative energy, there's humor, mm-hmm. um, there's um, sort of a sacred intimacy. There's it kind of runs the gamut, and we uh-huh. really hope that people will come and, and appreciate, um, you know, also the venue will be intimate. So I think it'll feel as if mm-hmm. we're playing, um, you know, like like for the musicals, like in the salons of yore. And we hope that it feels Beautiful. like a very um, special experience. Beautiful. And this is in honor of the Wendy Tisch Memorial Concert Series. Wendy Tisch herself being a fine pianist and teacher in the area. I think this is a marvelous thing. And you will be doing a master class the following day, I gather. Yes. I think 1230, working with some local students. That's wonderful. Again, you're trying to get right through to the young and and who's up and coming in the music world. And and I I understand also that you have issued a new album um, with the satisfying music of J.S. Bach. Oh, I mean, one of our favorites. Okay. uh, Tried to showcase the variety of Bach's writings from the secular to the sacred to the scholarly. Oh, that's Uh, great. and it's amazing to breath. Well, we're going to hear a little bit of that right now as we go out. And I just want to thank you, Greg and Liz Anderson and Roe, duo pianists. You're not to be missed in our lifetime. You are the stars of the day and the motivation for music mapping and marriage of music and film for the future. I want to thank you for being on center oh stage. Goodness. Thank you for having us, Pamela. Just so you know, we always envy singers. We wish we were singers, and that's why we oh. arrange so much vocal music for, for 
No, you don't want to be a singer. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> but thank you so much, and I will we see you. Your art. Thank you, and I'll see you on Saturday night. We're going to go out with a little J.S. Bach, and the curtain is now down on center stage. <laughs>